0: Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studio in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here with Abhidhas Pramachari, the all around person, and trying to keep the, the, the sound going trying to beat the Brihat the Madanga by reading Srila Prabhupada's books out loud to the world uh, I don't know if I've told you this but from January to March we found out that the analytics say that we've had 26,000 views on YouTube on the YouTube channel which is a amazing to me uh, so thanks to all of you for coming and helping to spread Krishna consciousness Śrīmad-Bhāgavata Mihimas Stotram by Śrīla Sanātana Goswami explains why we're doing this by glorifying the srimad Bhagavatam. it goes like this <clears throat> sarva Shastra dipi yusha sarva vedaika sarva-siddhānta-rāt-nājā sarva-lokai-kadrik-pradā O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, Mm -hmm. (coughs) singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva-bhāgavata-prāṇa śrīmad-bhāgavata-prabho Kali Dwandodita Ditya Shri Krishna Paribartita, O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Shri Krishna. Oh. Paramananda pathaya Prima Barshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarva Shri Krishnaya namostume I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna himself. Marekabando matsangin Madgudo Man Mahadana Manistarga Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namusute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy—I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dain atinichuchetakara hanamunchagadatin mam O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly. O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we've reached the 12th chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. We've heard the wonderful uh, pastimes of Dhruva Maharaj, and now we're hearing about how he went back to Godhead. We're starting with text seven. <coughs> My dear Dhruva Mahārāj, son of Mahārāj Uttanāpāda, we have heard that you are constantly engaged in transcendental loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is known for His lotus navel. You are therefore worthy to take all benedictions from us. Please, therefore, ask without hesitation whatever benediction you want from me. Purport Dhruva Maharaj, the son of King Uttanapad, was already known throughout the universe as a great devotee of the Lord, constantly, constantly thinking of His lotus feet. Such a pure, uncontaminated devotee of the Lord is worthy to have all the benedictions that can be offered by the demigods. He does not have to worship the demigods separately for such benedictions. Guvera is the treasurer of the demigods and he is personally offering whatever benediction Dhruva Maharaj would like to have from him. Srila Milva Mangal were stated, Therefore, Srila Bilvam, Mangal Thakur stated therefore that for persons who engage in the devotional service of the Lord all material benedictions wait like maidservants. Mukti Devi is just waiting at the door of the devotee to offer liberation or more than that at any time. To a devotee, to be a devotee is therefore an exalted position. Simply by rendering transcendental loving service under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can have all the benedictions of the world without separate endeavor. Lord Kuvera said to Dhruva Maharaj that he had heard that Dhruva was always in samadhi or thinking of the lotus feet of the Lord. In other words, he knew that for Druva Maharaj there was nothing desirable within the three material worlds. He knew that Druva would ask for nothing but to remember the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord constantly. Text 8 Maitreya The great sage Maitreya continued My dear Vidura, When thus asked to accept a benediction from Kuvera, the Yaksharaj, king of the Yakshas, Dhruva Maharaj, that most elevated pure devotee, who was an intelligent and thoughtful king, begged that he might have unflinching faith in and remembrance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For thus a person can cross over the ocean of nations very easily, although it is very difficult for others to cross. PURPORT According to the opinion of expert followers of Vedic rites, there are different types of benedictions in terms of religiosity, economic development, sense gratification and liberation. These four principles are known as chaturvargas. Of all the chaturvargas. The benediction of liberation is considered to be the highest in this material world. To be be enabled to cross over material existence is known as the highest pudhushartha, or benediction for the human being. But Dhruva Maharaj wanted a benediction which surpasses even the highest pudhushartha, liberation. He wanted the benediction that he might constantly remember the lotus feet of the Lord. This stage of life is called panchama Purusharta. When a devotee comes to the platform of panchama Purusharta, simply engaging in devotional service to the Lord, the fourth Purusharta liberation, becomes very insignificant in his eyes. Śrīla <clears throat> Prabodhananda Saraswati has stated in this connection, that for a devotee, liberation is a hellish condition of life. As for sense gratification, which is available in the heavenly planets, the devotee considers it to be a will-of-the-wisp, having no value in life. Yogis endeavor to control the senses, but for a devotee, controlling the senses is no difficulty at all. The senses are compared to serpents, but for a devotee, the serpent's poisoned teeth are broken. Thus, Śrīla prabodhananda Saraswāti has analyzed all kinds of benedictions available in this world, and he has clearly declared that for a pure devotee, they are all of no significance. Dhruva Maharaj was also a Mahābhāgavata, or a first-class pure devotee. And his intelligence was very great. Mahā-mati Unless one is very intelligent, one cannot take to devotional service or Krishna consciousness. Naturally, anyone who is a first-class devotee must be a first-class intelligent person and therefore not interested in any kind of benediction within this material world. Dhruva Maharaj was offered a benediction by the King of Kings. Kuvera, the treasurer of the demigods, whose only business is to supply immense riches to persons within this materialistic world, is described as the King of Kings because unless one is blessed by Kuvera, one cannot become a king. The King of Kings personally offered Dhruva Maharaj any amount of riches but he declined to accept them. He is described, therefore, as mahamati, very thoughtful or highly intellectual. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 9 <clears throat> The son of Idavida, Lord Kuvera, was very pleased and happily he gave Druva Maharaj the benediction he wanted. Thereafter, he disappeared from Druva's presence and Dhruva Maharaj returned to his capital city. Purport Kuvera, who is known as the son of Idavida, was very pleased with Dhruva Maharaj because he did not ask him for anything materially enjoyable. Guvera is one of the demigods, so one may put forward the argument. Why did Dhruva Maharaj take a benediction from a demigod? The answer is that for a Vaishnava, there is no objection to taking a benediction from the demigod if it is favorable for advancing Krishna consciousness. The gopis, for example, worshipped Kadyayani, a demigoddess. But the only benediction they wanted from the goddess was to have Krishna as their husband. A Vaiṣṇava is not interested in asking any benediction from the demigods, nor is he interested in asking benedictions from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is said in the Bhagavatam, liberation can be offered by the Supreme Person, but even if a pure devotee is offered liberation by the Supreme Lord, he refuses to accept it. Dhruva Maharaj did not ask Kuvairav for transcendence to the spiritual world, which is called liberation. He simply asked that wherever he would remain, whether in the spiritual or material world, he would always remember The Supreme Personality of Godhead. A Vaishnava is always respectful to everyone. So when Kuvera offered him a benediction, he did not refuse it, but he wanted something which would be favorable to his advancement in Krishna consciousness. Text 10 As long as he remained at home, Dhruva Maharaj performed many great ceremonial sacrifices in order to please the enjoyer of all sacrifices, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Prescribed ceremonial sacrifices are especially meant to please Lord Vishnu, who is the objective of all such sacrifices and who awards the resultant benedictions. PURPORT <clears throat> In Bhagavad Gita 3. nine, it is said, Jagyartat Kamanonyatra Lokoyam Karmabandanaha. One should act or work only in order to please the Supreme Lord. Otherwise, one becomes entangled in the resultant reactions. According to the four divisions of Varna and Ashrama, Kshatriyas and Vaishyas are especially advised to perform great ceremonial sacrifices and to distribute their accumulated money very liberally. Dhruva Maharaj, as a king and an ideal kshatriya, uh, performed many such sacrifices, giving very liberally in charity. Kshatriyas and Vaishyas are supposed to... Mm, Kshatriyas and Vaishyas are supposed to earn their money and accumulate great riches... Sometimes they do it by acting sinfully. Kshatriyas are meant to rule over a country. Dhruva Maharaj, for example, in the course of ruling had to fight and kill many yakshas. Such action is necessary for Kshatriyas. A Kshatriya should not be a coward and he should not be non violent. To rule over the country, he has to act violently. Kshatriyas and Vaishyas are therefore especially advised to give in charity at least 50% of their accumulated wealth. In Bhagavad Gita, it is recommended that even though one enters the renounced order of life, he, st- he still cannot give up the performance of yajna, dhāna, and tapasya. They are never to be given up. Tapasya is meant for the renounced order of life. Those who are retired... From worldly activities should perform tapasya, penances and austerities. Those who are in the material world, the kshatriyas and vaishyas, must give charity. Brahmacharis, in the beginning of their lives, should perform different kinds of yajyas. Dhruva Maharaj is an ideal king, practically emptied his treasury by giving charity. A king is not meant simply to realize taxes from the citizens and accumulate wealth to spend in sense gratification. World monarchy has failed ever since kings began to satisfy their personal senses with the taxes accumulated from the citizens. Of course, whether the symptom is monarchy or democracy, the same corruption is still going on. At the present moment, there are different parties in the democratic government. But everyone is busy trying to keep his post or trying to keep his political party in power. The politicians have very little time to think of the welfare of the citizens whom they oppress with heavy taxes in the form of income tax, sales tax and many other taxes. People sometimes have 80 to 90 percent of their income taken away and these taxes are lavishly spent for the high salaries drawn by the officers and rulers. Formerly, the taxes accumulated from the citizens were spent for performing great sacrifices as enjoined in the Vedic literature. At At the present moment, however, almost all forms of sacrifice are not at all possible Therefore it, they, therefore, it is recommended in the shastras that people should perform Sankirtan yogya. Any householder, regardless of his position, can perform this Sankirtan yogya without expenditure. All the family members can sit down together and simply clap their hands and chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, somehow or other. Everyone can manage to perform such a and distribute prasad to the people in general. That is quite sufficient for this age of Kali. The Krishna consciousness movement is based on this principle. Chant the Hare Krishna mantra at every moment, as much as possible, both inside and outside of the temples. And as far as possible, distribute prasad. This process can be accelerated with the cooperation of state administrators and those who are producing the country's wealth. Simply by liberal distribution of prasad and sankirtan, the whole world can become peaceful and prosperous. Generally, in the material sacrifices recommended in the Vedic literature, there are offerings to the demigods. This demigod worship is especially meant for less intelligent men. Actually, the result of such sacrifice goes to the supreme personality of Godhead, Narayana. Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, five twenty nine, Bhaktadang Yoga He is actually the enjoyer of all sacrifices. His name, therefore, is, Yagya Purusha. Although Dhruva Maharaj was a great devotee and had nothing to do with these sacrifices, to set an example to his people, he performed many sacrifices and gave all his wealth in charity. For as long as he lived as a householder, he never spent a farthing for his sense gratification. In this verse, the word karma pala pradam is very significant. The Lord awards everyone different kinds of karma as the individual entities desire. He is the Supersoul present within the heart of everyone. And He is so kind and liberal that He gives everyone full facilities to perform whatever acts one desires, one wants. Then the result of the action is also enjoyed by the living entity if anyone wants to enjoy or lord it over material nature the lord gives him full facilities but he becomes entangled in the resultant reactions similarly if anyone wants to engage himself fully in devotional service the lord gives him full facilities and the enjoy and the devotee enjoys the result The Lord is therefore known as Karma Pala Prada. Text 11 Dhruva Maharaj rendered devotional service under the Supreme, the reservoir of everything, with unrelenting force. While carrying out his devotional service to the Lord, he could see that everything is situated in Him only and that He is situated in all living entities. The Lord is called Achutta because He never fails in His prime duty to give protection to His devotees. PURPORT Not only did Dhruva Maharaj perform many sacrifices, but He carried on His transcendental occupation of engagement in the devotional service of the Lord. The ordinary karmis who want to enjoy the results of activities, are concerned only with sacrifices and ritualistic ceremonies as enjoined in the Vedic shastras. Although Dhruva Maharaj performed many sacrifices in order to be an exemplary king, he was constantly engaged in devotional service. The Lord always protects his surrendered devotee. A devotee can see that the Lord is situated in everyone's heart, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Ishwanat rid the Ridhisharaturnatishtati. Ordinary persons cannot understand how the Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, but a devotee can actually see him. Not only can the devotee see him outwardly, but he can see with spiritual vision that everything is resting in the Supreme Personality of Godhead as described in Bhagavad-gītā matstāni sarabhūtāni sarvabhutani is the vision Bhagavad-gītā 9.4 That is the vision of a maha-bhāgavata He sees everything He sees everything others see but instead of seeing merely the trees, the mountains the cities with the sky. He sees only his worshipable Supreme Personality of Godhead in everything, because everything is resting in him only. This is the vision of the Maha Bhagavata. In summary, a Maha Bhagavata, a highly elevated pure devotee, sees the Lord everywhere, as well as within the heart of everyone. This is possible for devotees who have developed elevated devotional service to the Lord. As stated in the Brahma Sanghita 538, Primanjana, uh, primanjana Churita only those who have smeared their eyes with the ointment of love, of Godhead, can see everywhere the Supreme Lord face to face. It is not possible by imagination or so-called meditation. Text twelve. Dhruva Maharaj was endowed with all godly qualities. He was very very respectful to the devotees of the Supreme Lord and very kind to the poor and innocent, and he protected religious principles. With all these qualifications, he was considered to be the direct father of all the citizens. Purport The personal qualities of Dhruva Maharaj described herein are the exemplary qualities of a saintly king. Not only a king, but also the leaders of a modern democratic or impersonal government must be qualified with all these godly characteristics. Then the citizens of the state can be happy. It is clearly stated here that the citizens thought of Dhruva Maharaj as their father. As a child, depending on the able father, is completely satisfied. So the citizens of the state, being protected by the state or the king, should remain satisfied in every respect. At the pre- present moment, however, there is no guarantee by the government or even the, of even the primary necessities of life in the state, namely the protection of the lives and property of the citizens. One word is very significant in this connection. Brahmanyam. Dhruva Maharaj was very devoted to the brahmanas who engage in the study of the Vedas and thereby know the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They are always busy propagating Krishna consciousness. The state should be very respectful to societies that distribute God consciousness all over the world. But unfortunately, at the present moment, there is no state or government support given to such movements. As for good qualities, it is very difficult to find anyone in state administration with any good qualities. (laughs) The administrators simply sit in their administrative posts and say no to every request as if they were paid to say no to the citizens. In other word, dīna is also is very significant also. The state head should be very kind to the innocent. Unfortunately, in this age, the state agents and the presidents draw good salaries from the state and they pose themselves as very pious. But they allow the running of slaughterhouses where innocent animals are killed. If we try to compare the godly qualities of Dhruva Maharaj to the qualities of modern statesmen, we can see that there is no actual comparison. Dhruva Maharaj was present in the Satya Yuga, as will be clear from the next verses. He was the ideal king in Satya Yuga. The government administration in the present age, Kali Yuga, is bereft of all godly qualities. Considering all these points, the people today have no alternative but to take to Krishna consciousness for protection of religion, life and property. Text 13 Dhruva Maharaj ruled over this planet for thirty-six years thousand years. He diminished the reactions of pious activities by enjoyment and by practicing austerities. He diminished inauspicious reactions. Purport That Dhruva Maharaj ruled over the planet for 36,000 years means that he was present in the Satya Yuga because in the Satya Yuga people used to live for 100,000 years. In the next yuga, Treta, people used to live for 10,000 years. And in the next yuga, Dwapara, for 1,000 years. In the present age, the Kali-yuga, the maximum duration of life is 100 years. With the change of the yugas, the duration of life and memory, the quality of kindness and all other good qualities diminish. There are two kinds of activities, namely pious and impious. By executing pious activities, one can gain facilities for higher material enjoyment. But due to impious activities, one has to undergo severe distress. A devotee, however, is not interested in enjoyment or affected by distress. When he is prosperous, he knows, I am diminishing the results of my pious activities. And when he is in distress, he knows, I am diminishing the reactions of my impious activities. A devotee is not concerned with enjoyment or distress. He simply desires to execute devotional service. It is said in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavata that devotional service should be aparatihata, unchecked by the material conditions of happiness or distress. The devotee undergoes processes of austerity, such as observing ekadashi and similar other fasting days, and refraining from illicit sex life, intoxication, gambling, and meat eating. Thus he becomes purified from the reactions of his past impious life. And because he engaged in devotional service, which is the most pious activity, he enjoys life without separate endeavor. Text 14 The self-controlled great soul, Dhruva Maharaj, thus passed many, many years, favorably executing three kinds of worldly activities namely religiosity, economic development, and satisfaction of all material desires. Therefore, he handed over the charge of the royal throne. Thereafter, he handed over the charge of the royal throne to his son. Purport Perfection of materialistic life is suitably attained by the process of observing religious principles. This leads automatically to successful economic development and thus there is no difficulty in satisfying all material desires. Since Dhruva Maharaj as a king had to keep up his status quo or it would not have been possible to rule over the people in general, he did it perfectly. But as soon as he saw that his son was grown up and could take charge of the royal throne. He immediately handed over the charge and retired from all material engagements. One word used here is very significant. Avicyalendriya which means that he was not disturbed by the agitation of the senses nor was his sensory power diminished although in years he was a very old man. Since he ruled over the world for 36,000 years, naturally, one may conclude that he became very, very old. But factually, his senses were very young, and yet he was not interested in sense gratification. In other words, he remained self-controlled. He performed his duties perfectly according to the materialistic way. That is the way of behavior of great devotees Śrīla Raghunath Das Goswami one of the direct disciples of Lord Chaitanya was the son of a very rich man although he had no interest in enjoying material happiness when he was entrusted with doing something and managing the state he did it perfectly Śrīla Gorasundar advised him from within keep yourself and your mind completely aloof from, but but externally execute the material duties just as they need to be done this transcendental position can be achieved by devotees only as described in the bhagavad gita while others such as yogis try to control their senses by force devotees even though possessing full sensory powers do not use them because they engage in higher transcendental activities text 15 Sri Dhruva Mahārāj realized that this cosmic manifestation bewilders living entities like a dream or phantasmagoria because it is a creation of the illusory external energy of the Supreme Lord purport In the deep forest, it sometimes appears that there are big palaces and nice cities. That is technically called Gandharva Nagara. Similarly, in dreams also we create many false things out of the imagination. A self-realized person or a devotee knows well that this material cosmic manifestation is a temporary, illusory representation appearing to be truth. It is like a phantasmagoria. But behind this shadow creation there is reality, the spiritual world. A devotee is interested in the spiritual world, not its shadow. A devotee is interested in the spiritual world, not its shadow. Since he has realization of the Supreme Truth, a devotee is not interested in this temporary shadow of truth. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Param drishto Nivartate. Text 16 Thus, Dhruva Maharaj, at the end, left his kingdom, which extended over all the earth and was bounded by the great oceans. He considered his body, his wives, his children, his friends, his army, his rich treasury, his very comfortable palaces and his many enjoyable pleasure grounds to be creations of the illusory energy. Thus, in due course of time, he retired to the forest in the Himalayas known as Badarikashram Purport How many verses is it?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah Quite a few more Okay Purport In the beginning of his life when he went to the forest in search of the supreme personality of Godhead Dhruva Maharaj realized that all bodily conceptions of pleasure and products of the illusory energy are product, products of the illusory energy In the very beginning, of course he was after the kingdom of his father and in order to get it he went to search for the Supreme Lord but he later realized that everything is the creation of the illusory energy From the acts of Śrīla Driva Maharaj, we can understand that somehow or other If one becomes Krishna conscious, it does not matter what his motivation is in the beginning. He will eventually realize the real truth by the grace of the Lord. In the beginning, Dhruva Maharaj was interested in the kingdom of his father, but later he became a great devotee, Mahabhagavata, and he had no interest in material enjoyment. The perfection of life can be achieved only by devotees. Even if one completes only a minute percentage of devotional service and then falls down from his immature position, he is better than a person who fully engages in the fruitive activities of this material world. Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai So we'll stop here at 802. Believe it or not, and we'll start our reading tomorrow with text 17. Okay. And we will patiently wait for the reflections of the assembled devotees.
1: My first this evening is Rati Manjari.
0: Hare Krishna Rati. Hare Bo, Hare Bo.
1: Jagur Maharaj. Please keep the transcendental sound going forever and ever.
0: Hare Krishna, may may it be so. Thank you.
1: From Bhakti Nikki.
0: Yes, Bhakti Nikki.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj.
0: Hare Krishna to you.
1: Sudevi also says Hare Krishna Maharaj.
0: Devi, I, I put it back to you Hare Krishna
1: And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi
0: Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled devotees All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service, dear Maharaj Jaya Shri Bhagavatam
0: Hare Krishna, thank you
1: And this is a question from Bhakti Nikki.
0: yes Bhakti Nikki.
1: <coughs> if anyone wants to engage fully in devotional service the Lord gives her full capacity I can't remember the full quote facility yes how can I cultivate the desire for pure devotional service I'm still chasing things which I know won't satisfy me
0: well, in this age we're living in, uh, there's only one possibility for getting uh, sarvagata or the goal. Uh harer nama, harer nama, harer nama, eva kevalam, kalonasteva, nasteva, nasteva, nasteva gatir anyata. Gatir anyata means the goal of life, the perfection of life. Uh, it can only be achieved in this life by chanting Hare Krishna. It sounds simple. It sounds too easy to or too good to be true, but nonetheless, it's a fact. But you have to learn how to chant without offense. So there are ten offenses against the holy name of the Lord, and you can read about that in Prabhupada's books. There's many places where those uh, a list of ten offenses are given. You should memorize them and you should uh, practice avoiding them uh, while you're chanting at first and then gradually throughout the day and that chanting is so powerful it's so uh, potent uh, that it will cleanse your heart of the dust that causes us to become attracted the material energy and to misunderstand that it belongs to us everything belongs to krishna and all krishna wants is that we constantly think of him and worship him and offer obeisance to him offer homage to him and our service to him by spreading krishna consciousness that's the goal and that can be done by anyone in any condition, in any situation, anywhere in the world. So seek out the devotees, wherever you are, seek out the devotees who are chanting, uh, and chant with them. Uh, Gradually get your taste, and then wherever you live, wherever you are, whatever you do, chant Hare Krishna as much as possible, and you will perfect your life. In this life. Hare Krishna.
1: Next is from Lokanath Das.
0: Yes Lokanath.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj and devotees. Jai Srila Prabhupada.
0: Jai Srila Prabhupada.
1: And from Subharao
0: Yes Subarao.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading for keeping us on the track of Bhagavat Shravanam daily readings Ki Jai
0: Haribo, Haribo, thank you for your encouragement
1: and from Dvipati.
0: yes, Dvipati.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances all glories to Srila Prabhupada
0: Jai Srila Prabhupada
1: thank you for reading tonight really nice translation in text 11 The Lord is called the chuta because he never fails in his prime duty to give protection to his devotees.
0: Yes, that is his greatest glory, the the mercy that he gives to his devotees. Therefore he is called Bhakta Vatsala, the friend of the devotees. He always reciprocates with his devotees, no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing. And we saw the classic example here in Dhruva Maharaj. Even Kuvera, who he, according to Swayam Bhuvamanu, uh, offended by killing so many of his citizens, the Yakshas, still, when Dhruva Maharaj stopped just on the basis of hearing from Swayam Then Kupvera himself came and gave Dhruva whatever benediction he wanted and he was very pleased with him. And this is the purpose, not the purpose, but this is the the natural position of a pure devotee of Krishna. He becomes dear to everyone and everyone becomes dear to him. Yoga-yukto-viśudatma vijitatma-jitendriya sarva bhūtātma bhūtātma kurvan api nalipyate Therefore he's never entangled. He never becomes entangled in the actions and reactions of happiness and distress in this material world. He simply keeps thinking about Krishna in devotion and thereby doing whatever he does as perfectly as possible for the pleasure of the Lord. Hare Krishna
1: next is from Rati Manjari.
0: Yes, Rati Manjari.
1: Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my grateful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Tonight there were once again many gems in the texts. What I remembered is the following. Dhruva Maharaj engaged dutifully in many religious sacrifices for the benefit of his subjects and to set a good example but he never spent a farthing for his personal sense gratification. I also heard that he engaged in relentless devotional service, a powerful term, Dhruva Maharaj Ki Jai.
0: Jai. Dhruva Maharaj Ki Jai. We've heard how Dhruva Maharaj was worshipped by everybody in the universe. He was so pure, so powerful.
1: Next is from Gauri Gopika Devi
0: Dasi. Gauri Gopika Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna, we hope you made it back safe and sound to Switzerland.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept our humble obeisances to the Prabhupada. Thank you for this wonderful reading. The following quote from text 13 caught my attention. Quote, A devotee is not concerned with enjoyment or distress. He simply desires to execute devotional service. We see this in the life of Srila Prabhupada and his pure followers. Thank you for your association. Greetings from New Jagannath Puri, Zurich.
0: New Jagannath Puri in Missouri. Zurich. In Zurich, yes. I thought it said Missouri. (laughs) I was wondering, wow, she took a turn. Anyway, thank you. It was nice to, to be here with your good husband, Kumar, and, uh, and and Drivita Raj. We, we appreciated your uh, saintly character and we hope that we see you again. Hare Krishna.
1: And from Daitari Hari?
0: Yes, Daitari Hari.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada nice quote in the purport to the first verse we read. Mm. Simply by rendering transcendental loving service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can have all the benedictions of the world without separate endeavor. We heard later on that Dhruva Maharaj, sorry, We heard later on that Dhruva Maharaj performed all his duties in full Krishna consciousness without any desire for his personal sense gratification. And yet he was endowed with more opulence than anyone we know of in so-called recorded history. Mm. I see being entangled in sense gratification causes so much suffering, yet controlling the mind is extremely difficult. It's quite humiliating at times to see how easy we can be conquered by the material energy without Krishna's protection
0: yes and if we remember see the Bhagavatam teaches us how to deal with this and if you remember what was what Dhruva Maharaj was thinking was that when something good was happening to him he was using up his pious activities and when something not so good was happening he was thinking that he was using up his impious activities or reactions because you have to use up all these reactions to be able to go back to home, back to Godhead you can't have anything more that you aspire to do in this material world then you can give up all material activity and engage in exclusive devotional service and that goes for whatever you're doing you is a king you may be a mendicant with nothing you may be a king but if you only are thinking of how to please the, the supreme personality of Godhead another thing we heard tonight was that the pure devotee sees everything that everyone else does because, but because he always remembers Krishna and how everything is Krishna's energy how it belongs to him how it's being organized by him, then he tries to do everything that he does with whatever Krishna sends him and make it as as, nice as possible for the pleasure of the Lord. Everything belongs to the Lord, therefore everything should be used in the service of the Lord and therefore everything should be done with uh, attentive detail, attention to detail, to make everything surrounding us very nice, clean and neat and, and, and colorful and fragrant in every way and then we will taste the eternal the association of Krishna Hare Krishna The materialists, they do that uh, Dhruva Maharaj had all opulence we heard before about about Kardamba and Devahuti they lived in an aerial mansion that was more opulent than anyone can even imagine. But they were pure devotees. They became the parents of God. So we can't judge by whether a person has material opulence or not. It is their consciousness. It is their intention. It is why they're doing what they're doing. Dhruva Maharaj was the king and he considered all of his citizens as his children, and therefore he paid attention to everyone, and made sure that everyone was taken care of. Hare Krishna.
1: all. Hari says, Thank you very much, Maharaj. That's what I needed to hear.
0: <laughs> Hare Krishna. That's what we all need to hear. That's why we're doing this every night. (laughs) And from Rati Manjari.
1: Yes, Rati. I also marked how Sri the Prabhupada somewhat sarcastically stated that the government agents are getting paid to sit behind their desks and (laughs) say no to the requests of the citizens. Being a government servant myself, I have to admit that I see this happening around me to a certain degree. She, the Prabhupāda knows how to point out the faults of modern civilization.
0: Well, Abhay and I are reading the uh, Prabhupāda Līlāmatī every day for an hour a day, every day. So far, so, so, so far, so good. And uh, we, we've heard recently about how he was in Delhi and doing everything himself and basically he would get no help from anybody. And so he, he lived it he knows these things because he's lived it. you know. He's seen it for himself. This is not just out of a book. Therefore, because he is self-realized and he, he knows these things, when he speaks about them, they are very potent, very powerful, and they can give us just by hearing personal realization. Hare Krishna.
1: Next is from Gauranga Gopal.
0: Yes, Gauranga Gopal.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. How are we meant to relate to the descriptions of different Varna's qualities when we are essentially cultivating Brahman qualities as Prabhupada wanted to create a society of Brahmanas and in the meantime as conditioned Kali Yuga souls we have qualities lower than Shudras I am not sure if my question is clear for example say I am put into a managerial position which qualities shall I aim to develop those of a kshatriya or brahminical ones or both
0: you should be a Vaishnava the Vaishnava is above the Varnasham system the Vaishnava can act in any way but when we do the service of administrate or do business or manage or do editorial work or preaching work or whatever we do we do it expertly and for the satisfaction of Krishna but a a pure Vaishnava is so expert he can do anything he's not actually within the modes of nature but he acts according to the need. Prabhupada used to say this a lot. Just do the needful. You know? If you're, if you're managing, then you have to manage according to the principles of the chatriyas. If you're, if you're doing preaching work and, 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 and teaching work and that level of activity, brahman, then you have to do it nicely like the the Brahmins do it. But you're not within any of those modes. If you're a humble, menial servant and are just cleaning the floors and doing the menial service uh, and you're a Vaishnava, you get the same benefit. So the Vaishnava can do any of those services. He doesn't mind. But he does them according to the principles that he learns about in Shastra. The purpose of these books is to teach us how to do everything. Just like Dhruva Maharaj, he was the the king of kings. Prabhupada called him in the purport the king of kings. Well, actually that's not true. That was Kuvera who was called the king of kings because he was the one that makes the kings. But still, Dhruva Maharaj was the perfect king and therefore he had all opulences, but he didn't think that anything belonged to him. He was niskinchina, a kinchina. He was without anything. You can only be a when you see how it is that everything belongs not to you, but to God. What can you keep? You can't keep anything. You even can't keep the service you have for Krishna until you go back to the spiritual world, of course. Therefore, the devotee acts in that consciousness, knowing that everything belongs to Krishna. He's the caretaker of Krishna's things. Whatever those things are, he always remembers Krishna and always tries to please Krishna. By taking care of his things, he does that by always remembering Krishna, and that's the perfection of life. And it's all that Krishna asks: "Manmana, Bhavamad bhakto, majaji mam namaskuru." This is the most confidential of all transcendental knowledge just think of me, Krishna says become my devotee worship me offer your homage unto me from wherever you are whatever your position is whatever duty you've been given by your authorities Hare Krishna this is
1: also from Gauranga Gopal
0: Yes, Gauranga Gopal.
1: Also appreciated how much detached Dhruva Maharaj was from his royal position after having performed so much austerities to attain it. He finally leaves the post and hands it to his qualified son. How does one not get too attached to the temporary positions he is being placed
0: in? The same answer. By remembering Krishna, by remembering that it belongs to Krishna. Same answer, it's simple. Practice remembering Krishna. And in Kali Yuga, that means to practice chanting Hare Krishna as much as possible. When you're not doing something that requires your attention in order to do it properly, chant Hare Krishna or hear about Krishna. And if you're given a duty, you know, to do whatever, distribute books, collect, whatever to help uh, build the temple or spread Krishna consciousness, do that while you are remembering Krishna. Dasma sarveshu kaleshu mam Anusmara yujujha Krishna said to Arjuna, do your duty, but remember me at the same time. Just like a man who's working in an office, working for his children so hard to make the money to keep, maintain their family, he keeps photographs, puts them on his desk or on the wall where he can look at them from time to time and remember what he's doing, and then he gets his inspiration. So like that, we have to think of Krishna always. The more you think of Krishna, the more you chant Hare Krishna, the more you do what you're doing for Krishna no matter what it is uh, the more detached you become from the material reactions and Krishna will want you to come back to God yet he'll choose you and take you back home where you never have to suffer again Hare Krishna Next is from Bhakti Peter Yes, Bhakti Peter Thank
1: you for reading to us. These readings eradicate any doubts my mind conjures up by the end of a long day. Mm. Thank you also to the devotee who voices our questions and helps facilitate this.
0: That's a bye. Thanks. To him. Hare Krishna.
1: And from Jagamohan?
0: Yes, Jagamohan.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and dear devotees, please accept my respectful obeisances. It's very nice to be with you for the live reading today. Very nice reading tonight. Last night the emphasis appeared emphasis appeared to be how unchecked anger can be very detrimental to one's spiritual progress. In tonight's reading it felt like the emphasis was on the character of one who is in a position of responsibility. In the purports, Prabhupada really summed up our current state of affairs, chastising the governors of the world. Prabhupada highlights their desire for power for themselves or their party, with seemingly no desire to recognize the Supreme Controller and look there for guidance. My takeaway from tonight's reading is how I need to truly surrender unto the Lord and look to our spiritual masters for guidance in order properly take care of my family. The better I recognize that my position in life is to serve Krishna in all that I do, the more Krishna will reciprocate and allow me to see Krishna in all things and activities. Thank you for your continued service to our dear Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to the Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to the
0: daily readings. Hare Krishna. And all glories to that reflection. It captured the essence of the whole reading. Thank you so much.
1: And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, would you please tell who is the black deity above the Govardhan Shila on your altar?
0: Black deity above the Govardhan Shila. I don't know what you're talking about. The black deity above the Govardhan Shila. You, are you talking about this? I I can't tell what you're saying. I've got one, two, three Govardhan Shilas on the wall above the altar four on the right hand side is Prahlad Maharaj on the wall above the altar is Prahlad Maharaj the same in in the same day as Lord Nishingadeva in Mayapur that Darshan day she says yes the one you pointed at this the, to the right side yeah this one yes i think so this is the govardhan shila that is the predominating deity of govardhan town there's a there's a road that runs through the middle of the town that goes to one side to mathura the other side on to varshana and just just down the road from our ashram and this is the deity Govardhan Sheila coming right out of the hill and with that I thank you all for your reflections and your time and your love and affection and your encouragement Shrimad bhagavatam Ki Jai sama bheda bhakti Ki Jai Gaur-premanandi hari bo. See you tomorrow night same time same place same topic and we'll hear how the glorious Dhruva Maharaj went back home back to Godhead Hare Krishna see you tomorrow